I like getting money, I got time to get it Target on me, so my car's a tenant Dancing with the devil, I don't bargain with it Bible in the dash and the stick is with it And I hit the 4-5 on the wet side What's going on, guys? It's your host, Jacob Hagerman. Follow me on Instagram at The Real Young Closer. This is The Young Closer Podcast, episode 25. Got my boy Ryan here. Ow! Ryan Rasmussen. Follow me on Instagram at official Ryan Rasmussen, please. I mean, he said. And I follow back. I mean, he said, please. I mean, so if you don't do it, got a problem with you. But hey, you know what? I want to talk about a couple of topics that I feel like our sales guys in every industry can can number one relate with and can level up with. And so I'm gonna ask Ryan a couple of deals about and we're gonna go back and forth on a couple of topics. Grab a pen, grab a piece of paper, get ready to take notes because we are gonna be going pretty quick, but you can go back, re-listen to the episode, take some very valuable notes that are gonna help scale your income. And so the number one thing that I want to talk about is pipeline management. Ryan, you know exactly what I mean when I say this, pipeline management. And so number one, if for those that don't know what pipeline management is, is you got people who are ready to do business today, and then you've got another customer who's ready to do business in a week, one in three weeks, one in a month, and then one in six months from now. And so with every single one of those clients, you can have you know five in you know the right now sector. You can have 20 in the six month sector. But the deal is, is you got to show like a little bit of attention to every single one of them to keep on moving them down the pipeline. So then one day when the day does come and they are ready to buy, they buy it from you or they just don't get cold to the idea of doing whatever it is that product or service that you sell. And so Ryan, the number one thing, pipeline management, go. Number one thing is have a massive pipeline overflowing with people. Because look, a lot of salespeople that I see, either number one, they don't have a pipeline, which is a massive problem, or number two, their pipeline's so small that they're relying on a few really big deals. So and I've, I've, I've got, that's number two and number three. Oh, that's going to kind of go with dealing oh. into that. But I want to talk about like the touch points, like reaching out, shooting yeah, out Yeah, you got like, look, if, if there's a deal. building the relationship. Yeah, yeah, if a guy says, yeah, we're let's just say it's the, you know, hey, we'll do it on the first and it's November 20, whatever it is today, November 27th. And like, if you're not reaching out to that guy and making touch points, like you're stupid because if you don't talk to that guy, even if, I mean, I'm not saying you got to blow this guy up, but like, I mean, you got to stay in contact. You, he's got, they got to be thinking about you. And some really good ways to do that are obviously a phone call, obviously a video message, a text message, a DM, some memes, a, a funny meme, something funny, keep it light, but keep, keep the relationship going because what I've noticed in, on a pipeline, let's just say I have a deal working, right? Guy says he's going to do the deal, whatever, whatever. And, you know, our style is we try to close things like, like spot it. Like we want to close it now. Cause why not? Why, why wait a week? But I get, sometimes you got to work on other people's schedules and go to the, go to where they're at, but you, you got to stay in front of that person and, and make sure this deal happens because the time between when you agree on something and the time when you actually close a deal, a lot can happen in that time frame, especially if you're dealing like, you know, if you're just dealing with like, like person to person, I mean, sales, like we're not dealing like, like B2B, but like, well, I'm, I'm going to say B2C, this. On, on a, on a smaller ticketed item, it's, I, yeah, I feel like from, that's what I'm talking from, about. from decision to actual exchange is, is, is pretty rapid, but like, let's say it's a multi-million dollar deal. Number one, it's going to take a little bit of time, a whole lot more follow Yeah. There's a, a lot, lot more, more value. Yeah. But one thing I do want to say is let's say it's November 1st and the guy says, Hey, reach out to me December 1st. 
Number one, I see this all the time, like where you'll just absolutely rip into them trying to make a decision happen. You'll force a decision, which then forces your customer to make the decision, which is never going to be the decision that you want them to make in the first place. And so the one thing that I do want to say is you need to meet your customers where they're at, but always leave the door open for them to come and reach back out to you sooner. So if you're always like, hey, you know, reach out to me on the first and you're like, okay, I'll reach out to you on the first. And then you end the phone call there. Well, then you have to wait till the first. Otherwise, because the guy's going to be like, oh, dude, this guy, just he won't let me breathe, man. But if you say, hey, man, listen, totally understand. I'll reach out to you on the first. But also, here's what I want to say. If you do find a couple of free minutes between now and the first that you do want to reach out to me, number one, here's my cell phone number. You can reach out to me at any time before now and the first. So if we can wrap it up sooner, that's amazing. But if not, I'll see you on the first. Sound cool? And then you know what? Cool. You're, you're four weeks away. Well, then guess what? After one week, shoot them over some value. Week two, Boom. shoot them over some value. Value. Week three, shoot them over some value. value. Week four, your phone call comes up. He's still warm to the idea, still warm to you. And then guess what? When you shoot him that phone call over, he's going to answer. He's going to make the appointment. And if he says that he's going to do that and he makes the appointment, well, your odds of closing it significantly go to the roof. And so for pipeline management, what I want to say is if you're selling cars, well, the deal is you know that you've got customers who are buying a car that hasn't made it to the actual ground yet. You know exactly what I'm talking about if you're in the automotive space. You'll, you won't spot deliver your car, but you'll get somebody to put a deposit down on it. And you know that it's two, three, four, five months away. I guarantee you over those last two years, 50% of deals didn't go through on deposits because you just put a deposit down. You never reached back out to them. You never told them what to expect. You literally just went cold on their side. They went cold on their side. They found a car that came in sooner. And then guess what? You didn't get the deal. Another sales guy did. Now this can be for any sales space out there. I guarantee you people are losing deals left and right because they can't manage their pipeline. They don't know how to have conversations with people in different stages of their own buying process. And so I feel like if you learn that, that's a big step into becoming a great businessman versus somebody who's just an amateur, just trying to close everything right now, right now, right now, right now, and you can't see past the hand in front of your face. Number two, you ready for this, Ryan? I'm ready, baby. I'm born ready. Come on. Prospecting and outreach. Go. Prospecting and outreach. Well, prospecting and outreach is going to help you build a pipeline. I don't think, at least from what I've seen, and again, personal experience, not making enough outreach, not getting in, a, getting in front of enough prospects or new prospects. I feel like a lot of salespeople, number one, we don't have enough in the pipeline because we didn't prospect enough. We didn't outreach enough. And then that means social media, talking to people in the grocery store, making outbound phone calls, cold calling, sending cold DMs, whatever. We're not doing enough of that. We're not filling up that pipeline and getting new names, new numbers, new emails, new data into our system, into our pipeline. And then what ends up happening at the end of the month, you're like, damn, you know, I set, here's my goal. Here's my quota. I'm nowhere near it. And I got nobody to call. And then you're like, it's the end of the month and you're prospecting and, and you have nothing. And you look and confused. You're like, Shit. You look confused. You and look you're like, scared. It's, like, it's another that. month of not me not doing what I said I was going to do, of which was crushing it. Shit. But ultimately, ultimately, you'll see the people. You'll see them every single month. Those who don't plan, those who don't do enough prospecting, those who don't do enough outreach, the end of the month comes. They sit down there in front of their computer and they have that thousand yard stare. They're like, I'm just I'm trying I'm just trying to stare into my computer for a lead to come in. Just please somebody to talk to. So if you don't prospect and outreach and build enough value into those who don't maybe know what you do. And you don't do that enough. Well, the deal is, is we talked about pipeline management. 
you're not going to have a pipeline in the first place. A pipeline indicates that you have many people who want to do business with you, but they're all going to close up at different times. And so prospecting and outreach, imagine this. Let's say you have 100 people in your pipeline. Month one, 90 of them close. Month two, eight more close. Month three and four, one close each month. What are you doing for the other eight months? If you don't prospect and outreach, well, then you're going to take two, three, four, five months to build another pipeline. Then you've got three months of you closing again, and then you're going to have to go another three, four, five months of you prospecting. When in reality, I feel like the greatest business professionals are the ones that can close the deals of today, keep giving value to those that are coming soon, keep giving value to those that are a couple months out, and then can continue to add people into their pipeline, and they never, ever, ever let it run dry. They've got people closing up every single day. They're always putting people into different sectors, and they're just always building value into those that are doing business with them. And if you can do that at a really high level, you're dangerous. You're somebody who's worth all of the money, and so you're probably- Dangerous. Dangerous. You're probably getting paid all the money. And so number three- I say this is this is probably one of the super important deals when it comes to somebody, let's say, you know, in in any field. I, I'm just gonna say in any sales field, qualifying the people that you're talking to, qualifying your leads, making sure that you're trying to give them the right product. Because there's the deal of like you can sell somebody out of like fear of loss or want for gain. You know what I mean? Like those are some of the main like two topics while people do and make decisions. Fear of loss. You like you have something and you don't want to lose it or want for gain, you don't have something and you want to go get it. A lot of people tie that into money. And so like right now in the automotive space, it's a fear for loss. They don't want to go give back the market because it's been up 300% for the last two years and they haven't been training, they haven't been getting better. And now they're realizing, well, shit, now I've got to go to this next level. Now I got to go to this next game because I don't want to get to that point where I have to give all of that money back. And so ultimately- when it comes down to that, I think the number one deal, qualify your leads. Qualify. Qualify. Figure Quality. Out, figure out what they want. Figure out, is the product that I'm about to pitch them or sell them, is it going to solve their problem? Is it going to give them a headache? Like, is it actually going to help them make more money? And if you can do it, guess what? Number one, it's an easy sell every single time. If something makes sense, it makes sense. That's it. And so- I th- Let me tell you this about Ooh. pipelines. I feel like the Back top to salespeople that I've ever met, they have massive pipelines. It's not that they're, I mean, of course, I mean, you could say they're better salesmen, but really just, they just have more opportunities. It's like, you know, okay, the way I look at sales, it's like it's an ocean. There's just fish everywhere, but you know, sometimes they're hard to catch, you know, if you're not in the right spot. But a, a pipeline to me is like a barrel and then putting all these fish in a barrel and just taking my freaking pistol and shooting the barrel. Chances are I'm going to hit something. I'm a little bit accurate, but I'm, gonna, I'm always going to hit something because I got this, all these fish in my barrel. I'm not fishing in a pond or a massive sea where, yeah, I can get lucky and catch a big one here and there. And if I'm really skilled, I can do it more often. I want to put the odds in my favor. Well, the best way to do that is to have a pipeline of qualified people that know, like, and trust you, that you can call on, that you're putting together a deal and they know your intentions, you know their problem, you're going to help solve their problem. And you just got a bunch of, like, the more the merrier in that pipeline. So the best most successful salespeople I know, their pipelines are just full. Like, I mean, because you can be an, an incredible influencer and have a lot of people following you, but that does not necessarily mean that you're turning revenue. You know, you can you can be an amazing speaker, but that doesn't guarantee that you're going to make a lot of sales. I know guys that just work in the dark and grind that crush it, that no one even knows 
because they just are so committed and focused on building up relationships and building a pipeline. They kill it. Now, when you add influencer, great speaking, incredible sales skill. I mean, now you're a true monster. Now you're just dangerous. That's called skill stacking, which we Andy preaches that all the time. And I think a lot of people don't get that, but it's going to start with your pipeline. Man, we got to get Andy on the podcast. Andy, if you're listening to this, we're going to get you on there soon. Also, we're going to get Bradley. Bradley's coming to the Lions Den next week, and so we're just going to rip him out and just make him get on the podcast. Come on. A little bit of Bradley action. But I want to talk about number four, which is like time blocking, call planning, whichever way that you talk about it. Ryan, you got to get off your phone, man. Ah. This man is always podcasting and texting. Come on. Savage. A skill stack. I, that, that, that's your skill stack right there. Ryan can multitask like no one's business. That's right. But let's talk about like call planning, time blocking. Like when it comes to like certain phone calls, like at the Lion's Den, this is what me and Ryan, we preach. Like we team up on everything. And so when we get to the Lion's Den, we're the most fired up. Like at, at that time of the day, our state is the highest. We're the most fired up at that point in time, first thing in the morning, because we just we just walk in with the, this crazy delusional belief of opportunity, abundance. There's a plethora of people who want what we've got. And so like our call planning goes first thing in the morning. We're talking to people who want to do something today. Like we're talking like to the new leads. We're talking to the people who are ready to go right now. Like that's the first thing that we want to talk to is those who are ready to, you know, move forward today, move forward right now. And then after the back half of the day is when we do our follow-up, our check-ins, make sure that everything's good with our clientele, you know, because we understand that as they're wrapping up their day, you know, it's super easy to shoot a quick little text over like, hey, you know, how you doing, man? You guys crushing it, killing it, need anything? So that can roll into the next day with whatever they respond. But I want to start my day off with wins as fast as possible because you've seen it in the car business. I've seen it in the car business. We've seen it with what we do now is that there's those that'll come in and then all they'll do is follow up for the first half of the day. And then by the time that they actually get on the phone with somebody who wants to talk to them about doing something today, well, what happens? Their state's lower. And guess what Ryan's doing? Hey, I'm working my pipeline right now. Yeah, he's he's managing the hell out of that <laughs> pipeline right now. <laughs> Did you hear anything I just went on about? Something about like turkey or something. Close, close. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, we just had Thanksgiving. No, so. you're talking about time blocking and like how when we come in, how we set up our day. Because when you come in in the morning, that's when you're in the best mood, or at least you should be, and that's when you want to allocate that energy and that state to close. Because look, if you come into, I see a lot, and this is, I'm going to speak on this. I see a lot of guys. They come in and. They go right to something that that does take a lot of energy, but doesn't require any speaking. Because in my mind, to close a deal, you have to talk to somebody. Rarely, at least for what I do, am I closing a deal without talking to a human. So when I do talk to a human, I want to make sure when I talk to them, they're like, damn, this dude's fired up. And I know this guy believes in what he's doing. And he believes in himself. And typically for most people, that's going to be right away in the morning because you got the energy, you just ate, you just left the gym. You're not tired because it's the beginning of the day and you're ready to rock and well, roll. Well, if you're tired, you need, so you need to make better You want to spend that time getting on the phone and hitting people and lighting them up and changing their state. And then when, when, you, when you start to get a little, I don't want to say tired, but you, you know, you're, you're losing steam, whatever, boom, then go do your follow-up. Then go do your, your, your virtual touches, DMs, whatever. That way you're taking the energy you have and using it properly where a lot of guys, they come in, they're all energized up and boom, they're checking emails and doing follow-up. Well, by the time they get on the phone in the afternoon, they're like, 
they don't sound the same. Now, people might be different. There might be a guy that says, Ryan, is a you're way wrong, dude. I do my follow-up in the morning. I get people warmed up, and then I call them at noon and whatever. Whatever works for you. But going back to what we were, we were talking about in the last episode with willpower, you got to like really start getting dialed in to know yourself. What works best for you? Because the stuff that works for me and Jacob might not work for you. It probably will because we're just average sales guys that became great because we just did the unsexy stuff. Did the work. Did the work. But you That's all Sean Pollard would say. Yeah, just doing the work. But you got to figure out what works for you. So you know what? If you got to make your calls at night, I mean, I guess. But I'm just saying like through I've seen a lot of sales Listen, here, here's and the I deal. know what and I've seen what works and what doesn't. Here's the deal. I like playing like rigged games. Hell yeah. I, I want to play games where I'm coming in you with the you're win. utmost odds of winning. And so when my state's through the roof and my customer state's through the roof and everything's going good first thing in the morning, because here's the deal. Somebody first thing in the morning, they might wake up. They might not like be wanting it. They might want what you have. Like let's say for us, it's training. It's sales training. They walk in the whole night before they're thinking about leveling up getting into the proximity, training, getting after it. Well, but let's say the guy, you know, he had six months where he just did absolutely terrible. The day that, you, that you're going to call him, you wait till noon at eight in the morning, he gets a seven pound deal. Now he feels he's on top of the world. And then guess what? The guy's going to go back, do the same thing for the next six months. And if you would have called him first thing in the morning, guess what? You'd have got the opportunity to make an impression on him to help change his life. Well, you need, but even if like, okay, if you're in the car business, and let's say you don't have any customers in the morning. Well, that's a pipeline problem, number one. But number two, you get a fresh up that comes in right at 6, 30, 7 o'clock at night, 30 minutes before y'all are going to close. You still better have the energy you better at 7, have that energy because, because you got to be able to change and adapt, especially if you didn't do shit in the morning. Or who knows? Maybe you had a freaking 10-car day, and that last person's walking in. Everyone wants to go home. You guys had a banner day. But you as a true elite sales the professional. Great separator. That's it. And you're still going to give that person the same amount of energy and love that you give the very first person. Even when you're tired and like, man, I want to go home and see my family. That's what's going to separate you from everybody else. And that's what's going to help you really get the life you want, the goals, the dreams, all that stuff. So it doesn't matter what time of day it is. All the biggest takeaway from this conversation that me and Jacob have been having is having some sort of plan, having some sort of structure, business plan. So you know, what the hell you're doing? And Jacob hit it a nail on the head business plan. And we'll talk about that maybe on the next episode, but a business plan is important because without all, none of this works without some sort of business plan, without some sort of idea of what the hell you're going to do when you get a lead, when you put up someone in your pipeline, what are you going to do with them? You know, cause I hear a lot of people throw a lot of terms around like pipeline and closing and objection handling and this, that, what does it all mean if you're not doing something with it. If you're not affecting people's lives in a positive manner and doing things professionally. Cause I see a lot of people, man, they, they do a lot of sales, but they're not, they're sloppy. They're unorganized. It's, Ooh. it's like, and then that's it's a like, whole episode. In itself. Yeah. And it's just General like, so professionalism. Yeah. Yeah. Be structured, know what you're doing. And if you don't know, learn, get a mentor, get a coach. But anyways, guys, if you have a question, well, I was going to, I was going to have a couple more deals. I was going to talk. All about. right. Okay. Well, I'm going to go really fast on these ones. Cause if you, if you don't like understand these, then you got a lot of ground to make up. Number one, building the relationships with customers, that's everything. A relationship is everything. If you value money over relationships, then your whole entire morals and ideals are completely flipped. Because 
guess what? Money comes from people. You have relationships with people, and people spend money with those that they know, like, and trust. So your relationships are the reason why you're getting paid. And so if you don't want to build relationships with the people that you serve on a daily basis, get out of sales. I'm just going to say that. Make it quick and easy. Next thing, presenting the value of your products. If you don't know why your product is going to be the thing to go with, let's say it's a car over Kia over a Hyundai, or if it's solar versus just paying the PG&E, or if it's training versus one company for the next, and you don't know the difference in the value that you bring that somebody else doesn't, shame on you. Uh, managing objections, that one's, I'm going to be honest, it's pretty easy. Turn a no into a yes. If you don't know how to do that, guess what? Reach out to me and Ryan. Shoot us a quick DM on the old Instagram. Hey, was listening to that podcast. What are you talking about when it comes to objections? Shoot us a DM. Reach out to us. We got you on that one. And the last but the most important deal, you can do every single one of these steps right here, but if you can't do this last part, you lose. Ryan, could you guess what it is? Uh, man. Close. Oh, it just, just the hammer to the nail. Come on. Guys, if you can't close, you lose. Your customer loses. Your family loses. Your customer definitely loses. Your business loses. Everybody loses if the person can't close. And so that is the number one skill that you truly need to have and possess and harness and mold and shape and sharpen every single day is your capability to close the deal, baby. Because if, yeah, if you ain't closing, dude, you're losing. And the thing with and the thing is, you know, people, I feel like closing super important. Everyone calls themselves a closer, but I think a lot of people don't really because like to me, closing is not like person reaches out hey i want to do this then you sell them something oh i close that guy no closes the person the prospect told you no no i ain't doing this i don't want it nope nope and you overcome those objections you give more value than ever and you end up persuading and influencing that person to totally switch sides and think the way you think well i'm a preface that's this. i'm a preface that's this. freaking mastery right if there. if the product that you sell is I'm just going to put it in just simple layman's term. If the product that you sell is shit and they say no and you still close the deal, you're just a fucking sleazeball. But if what you do sell return has a return on their investment tenfold, a hundredfold, or maybe even two times as much, the deal is you want to see your customer do better. If you do it out of a situational stance of, if they do this, they will get better. If they do this, they will make more money. If they do this, their relationships get better. If you do it from a stance of, if they do this, something, some area that they want to improve in will actually improve or give them the tools or the resources necessary for them to improve, guess what? Push through them objections. Become a master Push. communicator. Get really good with your words. Make it make sense. Use common sense. And help your, your buyers, your clients, your people to make informed decisions. Make it fun, but close the deal. Because you can do everything like that. But a business runs from cash money. And if you can't get the cash, you can't get the clothes, well, then your business is going to go, well, it's going to be going out of business. And that's why most businesses fail. And that's because they can't close and they can't keep the money coming in. But here's what I'm going to say, guys. Shoot me a quick little follow on the Instagram. It's at The Real Young Closer. Ryan, where can they get you? At official Ryan Rasmussen. And if you guys want to ask Jacob and I any questions, shoot us an email at askyoungclosers at gmail.com. And if you have any funny, crazy stories, let us know, sales-related or whatever. We'd love to get some crazy people on the podcast, do a little interview, and uh, have some fun with it. But anyways, guys, see you tomorrow. Let's go. Come on. 
I like getting money, I got time to get it Target on me, so my car's a tenant Dancing with the devil, I don't bargain with it Bobbing in the dash and the stick is with it And I hit the 4-5 on the west side